You're listening to a podcast series from Vietcetera Production. Vietnam is forecasted to be one of the fastest growing economies in Southeast Asia and the world. To understand the dynamics behind Vietnam's miracle growth, Vietcetera meets with business leaders every week to discuss the country's future growth prospects. We also learn about how they build and manage teams and why they think innovation will be key to Vietnam's role in the world order. Heineken Vietnam is turning 30 this year. The brand's proud history here, from building its first brewery in Ho Chi Minh City in 1991 to now six breweries nationwide that employ 3,000 employees, Heineken's 30th anniversary is definitely worth celebrating. What drove the liquor brand's reputation in Vietnam is how it is relentlessly innovating products that reflect the local flavor and taste of its Vietnamese consumers. From the well-loved Heineken to the Tiger, La Rue, Bivina, and Bia Viet, they are always present in every fun drinking session. To celebrate with Heineken, we welcome Holly Bostock, Corporate Affairs Director at Heineken Vietnam, in today's Vietnam Innovators episode. Holly has been with the company since 2010, managing teams in the US, Spain, Netherlands, Myanmar, and now in Vietnam. Today, Holly shares with us the secret recipe in Heineken's global success and how the brand captured the beer-loving population of Vietnam. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of Vietnam Innovators. It's your host, Hao Tran, the CEO of Vietcetera. Thank you for tuning in, as usual, every Tuesday morning. Uh, thank you for your listenership. It's been an incredible season two so far. We've had great guests and great listenership, and we hope to continue that record as we continue through season two. And today, we're very happy to welcome our newest guest onto the show. Her name is Holly Bostock from Heineken, Vietnam. Heineken is much more than just Heineken. For those of you that... Uh, go out and eat and drink, obviously not at this moment, but hopefully very soon or at home. Uh, you might see Heineken just about anywhere, but little do people know, actually, Heineken is much more than just Heineken. They also have Tiger, which is a very ubiqu- ubiquitous brand, among others, um, which I'm sure Holly will share more about today. And of course, Heineken's been in Vietnam for decades now, and I'm sure Holly will have some share uh, to, to share about that as well. Holly, welcome to the show. Thank you for joining us this morning. Thanks, Hao. It's great to be here. Really a pleasure to talk to you on this uh, great podcast. So yeah, happy to, to discuss with you and, and share lots of stories together. Excellent. Well, I'm, I'm very excited to hear about it. And personally, I don't know much about the alcohol or beer industry. I know the high level stuff and I know a lot of people in it, but I'd love to hear the nitty gritty and the details about uh, how dynamic this industry is, um, where it's going, what's the future like. So very happy to hear from you to share about that today. Um, and of course, uh, for those of you listening, Holly is the Corporate Affairs Director of Heineken Vietnam. Uh, she approaches um, Heineken's kind of image and reputation in the market from a very, I guess you could say, um, not your usual perspective. I think a lot of people see the big media and the commercials about beer, but there's actually a lot more to it. Um, so we're happy to hear about that from Holly today. Um, Holly, first, let's talk about you and, and where you're coming from and your background. What brings you to Vietnam and why Heineken? Yeah, sure. So thanks, Hal. So yeah, I'm, I'm Holly. I'm, I'm British. Hopefully you can tell from my, from my accent. I'm from near London. Um, and I have, before I got to Heineken, quite a varied, varied background doing loads of things that I love that I can share with you. Um, so I actually graduated from Edinburgh, University of Edinburgh in Scotland. And I studied history of art and Spanish. So I'm very passionate about art and creativity, but I love history, especially European history. 
And I just love Spain, Spanish food, Spanish lifestyle. So my, my studies were kind of a combination of my passions. And I think that's something that's really, is kind of the, the red thread through, through my career is really doing things which I love for, for passion, really. And after university and during university, I did a series of different jobs and internships. Um, things like I worked at Buckingham Palace as a tour guide in one of the uniforms and showing visitors around. Um, it was so much fun, but it's also a great way to learn about dealing with people, customers, dealing with problems, little mini crisis uh, when guests visit. Um, so that was a really cool experience. Um, and I also worked at one point in uh, Scotland Yard, you know, like uh, Sherlock Holmes, you know, the detectives and um, my father is actually in the police and they have a very cool unit in, in London, which is for art fraud, art and antique fraud. So again, I got to combine one of my passions with something kind of cool. So I, I worked there for a couple of months. Um, and then I also did during my studies, little entrepreneurial business. I made jewelry um, and I sold it in markets. And again, really great experience. So all of these very colorful, different background, um, doing things that I love. And then it got to the time at the end of university. I think everybody started to think, okay, what am I gonna do now? And, and, and where shall I apply and what shall I do? And I always knew that I wanted to travel and work. I wanted like a job which was more like a lifestyle than just going in nine to five to the same place in the place where I'm from. So I started looking at graduate schemes and of course big names that we all know, Unilever's and, and, and Nestle's and so on. But I saw one for Heineken. And Heineken at the time had a very cool program where you got to, it was an international program and you got to travel to different countries. And I thought, oh, that, that's just so me. That's just awesome. I want to give it a go. But you know, they have all these different topics. You could do marketing, supply chain. And I was thinking, oh, I, I don't do that. I study Spanish and I, <laughs> but I study history of art. So what could I do? Um, and there was this one for corporate affairs. And I said, what is corporate affairs? And then I started reading about it and I thought, you know what, maybe this suits me. It's a, it's a very broad topic, corporate affairs. We can go into, into that later. Um, but I thought maybe this suits me and let's give it a go. I mean, I think like everybody out of uni, you apply for so many different things and, and you get rejected a lot too. And I just started keep going through the process and it kept working out. And ultimately I, I, I got a position on the graduate scheme. So actually, I've been with Heineken ever since university, um, and that's now 11 years now. And it's taken me on this wonderful journey. And like I said to you, I was looking for a kind of lifestyle company, and, and this has worked out really well for me, and it's brought me to wonderful places. I've been in the US, uh, I've been in Spain, again, going back to my love of Spain. I've been in Amsterdam, and I've been in Myanmar, and now I'm here in Vietnam. So it's... Uh, a great and colourful story to get me where I am today, um, but very, very happy to be here indeed. It seems your story is full of uh, kind of opposites, I guess you could say. Uh, you're going from uh, very developed markets in Europe to Asia, very frontier markets, especially Myanmar. Vietnam, of course, being a bit more developed than Myanmar, but much more frontier in the beer industry. And of course, even from a career perspective, studying Spanish arts, 
Um, I myself can relate, I guess I studied sociology and ended up doing working in the technology business and now I'm in media. I have no journalism experience whatsoever previous to starting this company five years ago. So, which leads me to my question for you was, what is corporate affairs exactly, especially for the younger audience? You know, I was mentioning earlier um, communications or public affairs, I guess you could say. People imagine, uh, you know, TV commercials, working with celebrities. Um, yes, those are, I, I assume, somehow linked with corporate affairs. But what exactly does that entail in your role, especially in the context of what Heineken is going through um, this year, especially with its, I believe, 30th anniversary? In yeah, yeah, you're right, you're right, you're right. So, no, it's a very good question because people ask me, and I'm sure my parents still really don't understand what my job is either. To be honest, what is corporate affairs? Um, and when I got into it, I also had no, no clue. Um, I like to think of it, like you said, it's not only about uh, cool stuff, but it's also, if you think about a company like a person, right? We all want to have a good image. We want to have a good reputation. We want to build relationships. We want to interact with society. And corporate affairs is like looking after the company as a person. And we look after the reputation in really good times. You know, when you think of companies, reputations come to your mind for good times but maybe some bad times as well. And companies sometimes go through crisis situations as well. So corporate affairs is really like the guardian of, of reputation for a company, not only the brands, but also all of the brands and all of the company. And I like to say we're like the, the eyes and the ears of the company. We have to really see what's going on in the outside world, in the context that we're in. We have to listen to what people are saying, um, listen to feedback about our company, get the views of our stakeholders, and then think as a company, what's the best thing to do? So under corporate affairs, there are, there are certain disciplines, um, and there's mainly three I would describe. So the first is public affairs. We call public affairs is really about engaging with our stakeholders, and that can be government. So of course, we're a huge company, and we've got big investments, and of course, we're also an alcohol company, which comes with responsibility, right? So. We have to engage with governments, we engage with stakeholders, um, and we make sure that we're doing the right things uh, for, for the business and also for society. Um, the second is sustainability. It's a really important topic nowadays. We've been doing it for years in Heineken, but I think really now is this time, so much energy is behind sustainability. But building the sort of long-term sustainable strategies and visions for our company and for our brands uh, is also part of corporate affairs. And along with doing the sustainability, again, it's talking to stakeholders, government, media, sharing what you're doing on sustainability, super important. And the third is communications. So yeah, like you said, that's where some of the cool stuff comes in. Of course, you know, Heineken brand, cool parties, celebrities. Oh yes, that is part of it. You get to go to Formula One or Premier League football and you wait for Champions League. So there is cool stuff. Um, but also we take care of our corporate communications, trying to explain who is the company, who is Heineken Vietnam, building relations with media, with journalists, um, being as transparent, um, but also a very important audience is our employees. So internal communications is also part of corporate affairs. How do we build a culture within our company? How do we connect people using digital as well? Um, how do we bring people together? So these are the disciplines. You can see it's very varied, right? So every day is different. And I think that's why people 
especially like my parents, when I tell them what I've done, okay, this week I did this and this and this, and I was at a government meeting here, and then I was at a media event. I, I can understand why people find it quite um, confusing, but that's also what I love, right? It's very broad, um, and we're very close to the business. We really give advice, like strategic counseling, I would call it to, to our leadership, what is the best thing to do for us as a company, but also for society. And sometimes we have to make difficult choices when it comes to those things as well. So I don't know if that answered your question, if it makes it more clear, but it's a, a very broad area. It's growing in importance, you know, sustainability, how you communicate, how you engage with uh, your stakeholders is really a really cool area to be in, to be honest. And every day is different. Certainly, I think uh, communications is kind of pocketed into very broad terms, marketing, PR, um, corporate affairs is is much more defined, I think. Um, but within it, you have a lot of different buckets. So it's great to hear what those are exactly. And especially in the context of Vietnam, where um, the audience is so digitally native. I think communication back in the day was very much driven through uh, paper, you know, newspaper, um, through large announcements like appearances on radio shows that are very timed and, you know, it's 30 minutes and then, you know, you're not going to hear it again kind of thing. But now it's being captured um, and distributed digitally. So uh, communications and how brands are perceived are so much more evergreen now. So it's important to be on top of those things. And we think about that a lot as well as a media company, of course, um, how young people think of us and especially Heineken being a younger company in Vietnam than elsewhere, it's important to shape that image. So Yeah, so. but I think what we're doing now in communications and, and like, for example, this podcast is really trying to show the real, the real deal, right? I think, you know, like you said, maybe a few years ago, it's about here's a nice shiny press release, everything's wonderful, put it in a paper or put a nice shiny ad on TV. But people nowadays in every part of their life, right, they really want something real and authentic and, and a bit more gritty, you know, so show the people who work there, tell the stories, do it in a little bit more innovative, but maybe authentic ways. Um, and I think that's how young people want to engage with, be it brands or companies or anything in their lives is just on a genuine basis, right? So I think that's the movement and, and I see it here in Vietnam as well. Um, there's definitely been a, there's a, there is still a, a very traditional paid important media segment, but there's ever growing digital channels you do have loads of influencers. We talk about all the time, of course, as well, and, and how you work with them in a really more genuine content way. It's like the, the way things are evolving, I think, and I see it too. Um, Holly, so your career has taken you to a lot of different places uh, where, you're, where, you're, where you worked, or you, you were born, rather, um, everywhere to around Europe and the US, and of course, uh, now in Asia. Um, is there a similar program for those starting their careers in the Vietnam office? And, and uh, if so, what does that scope look like for a management or graduate trainee in 2021? Yeah, absolutely. So, no, we've got some really cool programs here as well that people can, can join in with. So we have, uh, firstly, for, for graduates, there's a couple of different things. Um, if you're looking for something international, we have what we call the Asia Graduate Program. And it's a two-year program. And you start in your, we call it your home country. So, for example, like Vietnam, and you would do a six-month assignment. And then you would move different countries um, and then you would come back to Vietnam, but in a different function. So it's a real mix of doing different areas of the business and doing different countries as well. Um, so that's that's open at the moment. Um, but um, sorry, my cat, my cat's coming in <laughs> and <laughs> I've got cats, dogs, they're all around. 
And um, that's open at the moment and, and it's for different functions. So for finance, for marketing, and that's a great opportunity to, to travel in Asia. And I think that's a super cool program. And we're very proud of it. It's a great way to fast track your career whilst traveling, having that lifestyle a little bit like I, I expressed when I joined a grad program. And yeah, it's, it's fantastic. So the Asia Pacific graduate program is top and uh, is, is available. Um, but we also do, we do management trainee program for people in Vietnam who want to stay in Vietnam. Um, and that's normally it's around our supply chain area. So we've got six breweries around the, the country. So it's in manufacturing, brewing, but also logistics, for example, or digital innovation within a big manufacturing uh, plant. So that, that program is available uh, in, in January, and we recruit for that often, actually. Um, but we also are expanding it to other areas like digital and technology or trade marketing. So there's also ways for, for grads to enter straight into Vietnam with a job. And of course, once you're in Heineken, you know, the world is really up to you and your career is really in your own hands. We're the most international brewer. Uh, we've got companies like Heineken Vietnam, we've got Heineken UK, Heineken France, Heineken everything, right? So if you really have a desire to go abroad, you're a high performer um, and your circumstances allow it, you know, you can really, that career can be facilitated, facilitated for you. So yes, absolutely. Amazing. There's things on, on in Vietnam. We put it all on our Facebook. That's a big promo channel, of course, to write, to reach people, uh, as well as our LinkedIn. And, and I really encourage people to check it out because there's some cool programs that people can join in with. Great. It almost makes <laughs> yeah, me well, you got <laughs> Probably a little bit too old now, but, uh, um, but Holly, I would also like to understand the scale of the Vietnam operation. It sounds like um, in the hundreds, if not thousands of employees nationwide, of course, and maybe you can break down what the numbers of the Vietnam office look like. We have six breweries here, um, all the way from the south up to Hanoi, so spread across the country. And we have over 3,000 employees, um, mostly are in sales. Of course, we've got a big sales team across all the country. The beer goes everywhere, um, but also in the, in, the, in the breweries. And we've got a cool head office in, in Ho Chi Minh City uh, with, for the marketing, HR, and so on. So that's, the footprint is all over the country. Um, and we have people from, it's a really diverse team, I have to say. Like we're a real mix of different generations. We've got some people who've been with the company for 30 years, but actually 30% of our, our, our employees are under 30, right? So it's a real mix in terms of, of ages, of gender, of experience, of disciplines. Uh, very high energy, uh, passion for winning uh, team. And, and then we've got a broad portfolio. You mentioned at the beginning when people think of Heineken, of course they think of Heineken brand, but we have Tiger and Tiger is huge. And we all know Vietnam people love Tiger brand. So Tiger is our, our, is our number one. Um, and we've been making you know Tiger Crystal, we've got a new one, Tiger Platinum. So expanding the portfolio, but we're also La Rue. We're also Bivina. We're also Bia Viet. And for people who like cider, Strongbow, we're also Strongbow. So it's a, a variety of portfolio uh, as well. Um, and, and that's also really exciting here in Vietnam. You know, there's a high um, demand for new things, able to innovate. And this is a market we can do that in. Um, but yeah, we're very, very important to the Heineken world. Everyone always, oh, how's Vietnam doing? How's the business in Vietnam doing? Um, because yeah, we contribute a lot um, and we're very proud of our success. So you mentioned we've been here for 30 years. This is the, the year of our 30th anniversary. I mean, 
it's a shame in the sense that the year of our 30th is really the toughest year. I mean, with COVID, with the impact on the business and on, on society, it's very big. But there's a real, let's say, resilience within within the company, within the the teams, and a real passion for winning to keep to keep going. So, yeah, that's a little bit about Heineken Heineken Vietnam, um, and it's great. You know, I, I've worked in different Heinekens, and and this is a uh, one with so much energy, and I think that reflects just the Vietnamese spirit generally. Amazing. A lot of the companies we invite on the show, uh, big and small. Um, my most recent guest was actually from Facebook, and he was mentioning Vietnam was also a top three market globally. And that makes me wonder: um, Vietnam is a lot more important than people think. Correct, it like. correct. Vietnam is. I mean, and and of course it makes sense. You know, it's a real, it's a population with nearly a hundred million people, and fifty percent are are under thirty. Right. So it's it's a lot of energy and movement and dynamism in Vietnam and people want to progress and try new things and so I think it's they're digesting whether it's for Facebook content and media or products or things people want to want to progress and I think that makes it a very exciting place to be I think just coming with that is the balance of sustainability right how do we progress in Vietnam as a society economically and so on, but also sustainably to make sure that it's a, it's a healthy mix of growth, you know. Um, but no, I think Vietnam is, is super important um, and a very exciting place to be in the world. Yeah. Excellent. Well, Holly, um, you know, we've shared a little bit about Heineken's kind of future in Vietnam or rather uh, kind of its current presence. Uh, we'd like to hear about your kind of take on Vietnam as a market. You've, you've been in the Netherlands, uh, Spain, the U.S., Myanmar, Myanmar perhaps being the most uh, similar to Vietnam. How has it been for you so far in this year or so that you've been here? And what's so special about the Vietnamese consumer that has propelled it to be a top three market for various indicators for Heineken? So I think, first of all, I mean, I've been in Vietnam on the ground a year. Um, okay, quite a lot of it has been in lockdown. So I've seen a lot of my garden. But no, it's it, it's a great place in terms of um, first of all on a personal level, the 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 dynamism. Like I said, it's this high energy. You can go out, you sit in a cafe or a bar, and life is just buzzing, right? So you that's my favorite thing to do on the weekends, and I can't wait to go back and do it. Just sit and watch the world go by, and you see everybody, you know, whether they've got a, a stall, uh, trying to sell or a bar or whatever. That everybody is really putting so much energy into into entrepreneurial topics as well. Um, so for me, I just feel instantly you land here, you just feel the energy, you feel the buzz. And, and I think that's really um, great for Vietnam and, and that what is what's making it a, a very successful place for, for companies to be. Um, on a personal side, I've also traveled a little bit, not as much as I'd like to due to COVID, but I think what you have in Vietnam is this amazing diversity of nature as well. You know, you've got beaches, you've got cities, you've got mountains, yes, uh, forests, everything. So I, I really went, I went on a trip to the north, actually just before the fourth wave. I'm, I'm really lucky I managed to get it in uh, to Sapa and Mai Chau, Puluong, and just the nature is just uh, it's so beautiful and very refreshing, you know, to go from Ho Chi Minh City with all the buzz to go up to, to escape with nature, to walk around the rice fields. Oh, it's, it's just heaven. So you've got this great, great diversity in terms of the, the landscape, in terms of the people, uh, the food. 
and everyone are always talking about the Vietnamese food I think is one of the best in Asia so it's very different uh, to work in a market like Asia and Vietnam high energy frontier market like you said versus Europe different business challenges as well um, I honestly love working in Asia I, I, I think it suits me with all this everyone wants to try something new and be creative and get on in life um, so I love it and um, yeah I really yeah I feel quite at home in Asia so uh, we like it a lot fantastic I, I I felt the same way moving to Vietnam almost six years ago all the shop fronts no matter where you are it could be in the provinces or in the urban city right on Wing Hue Street uh, there's somebody always trying to make a living um, and more than that actually really um, they're hustlers. They're really trying to move forward. So I think companies see that energy and invest in the country in the same way. So it's great to hear that you've had that same experience over the last year. Um, and, and just building on, on that, how like I think, you know, people really want to try something new. There's this real appetite to try something different. And, and, and there's a sort of people don't fear or hold themselves back to try, you know, and especially in this time of COVID, which is really difficult people still want to try and do something different or find a new way of doing things and, and very adaptable and agile. And I, I see that a, a lot. And, you know, I think then for businesses, it just makes, it gives you confidence to try new things, to bring a new product because people are very open to, to try things. And when I think about for us, we've brought some of our innovations over from other countries, like even Heineken with no alcohol, zero, zero. It's quite a bold thing to try and and yet there is an open-mindedness here i think in vietnam to to experiment and especially in the younger generation so it's really it's really cool um and yeah and i hope you can get back here soon and feel the energy as well um but it's, it's a great place i think we're all so excited for the end of of covid wave four to just get back to that hustle and bustle uh of vietnam exactly and on that topic of of covid uh corporate affairs i'm sure you're the busiest of the lot um, obviously, with uh, you know food and beverage outlets grinding to a halt and potentially your sales team not being able to be as active as they had been, it really turns the the kind of lens on keeping manufacturing going. Obviously, um, how Heineken is uh, is keeping top of mind during this time, how it's supporting the community, maintaining its sustainability efforts. How has that uh, kind of role for you uh, kind of um, changed over the last few months for you? Yeah, no, it, it's, it's different, I guess, for everybody in their jobs. So when they think, okay, is it... I don't think anybody's doing exactly the same as they were doing uh, a year and a half, two years ago. I think for corporate affairs, the, the heart of corporate affairs remains the same, right? It's still about building relationships. It's still about driving sustainability forward. It's still about communicating transparently. But it's, it's more heightened and, and you have to be ultra ultra aware of your, your context and your surroundings. And I said earlier, uh, corporate affairs is like the, the ears and the eyes, but sometimes I, we're a little bit like the head and the heart. And I, and I think in, in this time of COVID, that heart part plays a really important role. And we're, we're sometimes like the, con the conscience of the company, right? And, and we have to really sense check, is everything that we plan to do appropriate? Uh, is it sensitive to the situation? Um, is it you know obviously in line with all the regulations as well but we have to really take a, a smart look on on how we do business in a, in a context and environment where things are really impacted and and it has really impacted our business you know obviously 
yeah, we make beer, but people need to sell beer, and that's the hospitality sector, that's the bars, the restaurants, and they've all been closed. It's very difficult for them. So we really have to think, how do we play our part as a good partner? How do we support and work with bars, restaurants, all along our value chain um, so that they can recover? Um, and, and what's the role we can play there also to support our employees? So a, a big part of my role goes into, let's say, COVID caring, I would, I would call it. Um, and primarily that's for our employees, um, but also the community. Where can we support in the community and what is needed? We had a, a long conversation internally. You know, we know we want to contribute something, but what should it be? And, and you see in the news, people are really struggling with, uh, with food provisions. Um, we know a lot of people have lost jobs, but we also knew there's a huge health crisis. So we had a long, you know, we can't do everything. What's most important? And, and we contributed to, um, we contributed ventilators and, and medical equipment to the hospitals because at a certain point, that was really a, a crunch point for the health system. And we thought, you know, we'll do the thing that really we feel saves, saves lives. Um, so we, we have a lot of kind of conscious decisions that we have to make together as a team in, in Heineken in this time. So, yeah, it, it, I'm in the, in the People and Safety Committee, um, and the People and Safety Committee meet a lot. Uh, we have a lot of meetings, and, and we, we caring a lot about the welfare, physical and mental, of our, of our staff. Um, and we just have to be agile. We've got to do things differently. Even, even things that we plan to do as a business, we have to change or adapt, even within corporate affairs. You know, this time of year, we would normally all meet up as a company and have a town hall and a dinner and understand where is the business. Okay, we can't do that in this time. We can't go out and about and meet people. So we have to switch to a digital conference and big success and I'm very proud of the team for learning a new digital skill, for example. But in every area, we're all having to adapt and, and find an alternative. Um, so yeah, it, COVID is a lot, uh, but I think we all learn a lot. And I think after COVID, not everything will be the same again. And so we have to adapt to that, that new normal as well. Exactly. And well, it sounds like in the short term, you've adapted a tremendous amount, especially your team and your role specifically. Uh, looking ahead, uh, perhaps more positively, uh, as the lockdown progressively loosens and the economy reopens, what are some things to look forward to for Heineken Vietnam? Like you mentioned, the non-alcoholic beer. I was just reading in the U.S., apparently accounts for 13% of sales of all beer in the U.S. now, which is tremendous. I, I had, I've never had one, actually. I've seen it here and there. I'm curious about it and, and probably will try after reading that statistic. But what are some things perhaps uh, for the rest of this year and next year that we could look forward to? Yeah, sure. So I think, well, the most important thing is, you know, people enjoy a beer with friends, they enjoy a beer together, especially in Vietnam. It's a, it's a huge social occasion right to have a beer with your mates and have a chat and so i think we're first of all we're all really looking forward to where we can safely start to reopen the the hospitality sector and and, and support them so the short term is really about how can we get back to just enjoying a beer all together right but we we are an innovative company and, and i'm really proud that even during covid we launched things you know that's also not easy to make a decision okay we still go ahead yeah of course we, we're going to go for it so some products that have launched during COVID times, for example, is Via Viet. It's a new brand. Um, and we launched that right at the wave one last year, um, like bang on. We were going to do huge launch events uh, and we switched all the money actually to COVID support um, to support in, in wave one. 
and and now we've just launched a new product um actually they're they're working with you guys on the 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 cast campus or camp, campus cast oh i got i've got the yes, name back to front that's right cast camp <laughs> cast yeah. campus yes that's right so but that was a really cool product that we also did during covid time where we really let consumers co create the, the the beer with us so we let people choose what's your favorite style of beer what matches your personality and we made these three prototypes and we sold them in the market with tiger one two and three and we let people try which one do you like the best and then we bring it to the market as a special edition so we've launched tiger platinum um, during this time as well so these kind of innovations where we work together with consumers still something that we're, we're trying to, to, to do and experiment with. And yeah, you refer to non-alcoholic uh, products. So we also launched Heineken 00 during COVID. And yeah, in US, in Europe, non-alcoholic products like this, you know, when you just want that refreshing moment, but you don't want to have alcohol or you've got to drive, it's great. And they're very, very successful in the West. And so now we're bringing that, we're at the, let's say, leading, leading that uh, agenda here. Uh, we also do it because, you know, responsible drinking is really high on our agenda. Uh, it's really important and giving people then a product which is a choice that they can choose to not have the alcohol in is, is great for supporting that. But it will take time here, you know, it's a very new concept uh, for people to digest. Um, and so we have to do a lot of education, sampling, explaining what it is. It will take time, but it's... Um, yeah, it's a successful categories in other places and, and Vietnam, we know people are very open-minded to try things. So I think you can see this sort of spirit is in COVID. So this kind of spirit, I'm sure will be continuing afterwards. We like to bring lots of cool new products to consumers in Vietnam. Um, but also a big part of what we'll be doing is um, going back to us as a company is again, is back to our sustainability agenda. Um, we had to obviously focus a lot on, on COVID communities, but you know, we want to, really accelerate i think in the in the future we've got big ambitions for 2025 um in terms of wanting to be 100 percent renewable electricity 100 percent uh, energy thermal and electricity 100 percent water balanced zero waste to landfill and actually we need to really you know dig deep and focus on those because that's what we really want to achieve so there will be a mix of cool stuff coming up on the brands always very exciting things for the brand and as a company it will be really about being a sustainable, responsible business uh, moving forward as well. Excellent. Well, a lot of great things to hear and a lot of innovation to come and that has been going on in, in, in the future, especially the Beer Viet uh, brand that you mentioned. I've been seeing it. I've tried it myself. Yes, I've tried it when it launched, actually, and here and there. Uh, I, the creative agency that supported you guys is a good, good friend of mine, so I was able to try it out and hear about it. Um, but yeah, a lot of innovation, particularly for a market like Vietnam, it's a brand that's only here, um, innovated from the Vietnam office. So it's tremendous to hear, uh, those are the kind of things we can expect, uh, now and in the future. Yeah. And let me show one thing, which I'm very, we're very proud about is, have you seen Heineken silver? So, you know, there's the original Heineken green yes. and we've got Heineken yeah. silver. So that was really born in Vietnam. We say it was born in Vietnam. And now we see it going to other countries and that's very cool. And I think it shows, you know, it's not just about taking innovations from the West and bringing them here and, and actually a lot of innovation and, and great products and great quality come out of Vietnam and inspire the rest of the world. 
So Heineken Silver, we, we say about Heineken Original is born in Amsterdam, raised by the world. But Heineken Silver is born in Vietnam and will be raised by the world. So um, I think it shows that innovations go two ways. It's not just us looking um, to Europe or the US. Actually, Asia is a huge innovation center all by itself. And, and be of yet and other products. We've got amazing uh, teams here who come up with fantastic products. And, and that makes us very proud as well. So, um, yeah. Excellent. Well, we hope to see more innovations to come. Hence the name of the show, Vietnam Innovators, highlighting those innovations. Uh, Holly, thank you for joining today's show. We thank really you appreciate so your time and learning about Heineken. I'm sure we'll hear more from Heineken in the very near future. Um, everybody, thank you for tuning in for another episode of Vietnam Innovators. This episode was with the Corporate Affairs Director from Heineken Vietnam, Holly. Thank you so much, Holly, for joining. And we look forward to hearing more from you or your team or the Heineken uh, Vietnam office very soon. Yeah, perfect. Thank you so much, Hal. Vietcetra's Vietnam Innovator Series is only one of many podcasts hosted by the team. We also have Have a Sip, hosted by our VP of Content, Thuy Minh, as well as the Vietnamese edition of Vietnam Innovators, hosted by Vietcetra's Chief Operating Officer, Ruby Nguyen. Look out for more podcast production soon from the Vietcetra team. You can also check out the video version of this podcast on our other platforms such as YouTube and Facebook. New episodes are out every week, so don't forget to subscribe to Vietcetra's Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and YouTube channel for more interesting content. Hey guys, good news. Vietcetera has now officially rolled out a mobile app for Android. Now you can download our mobile app on both the Apple iOS store and the Google Play store right now. More functions are coming very soon, so stay on the lookout.